Ballistic Sports presents Out of the Park with Barry Davis. Follow Ballistic on Twitter at Ballistic underscore sports. This week, Gibby's in love. Name, her name's Christy. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we fell in love and uh, we decided let's, let's get married, which was last week. And speaking of love, here's that voice we all love to hear every week. Barry Davis. Are you serious? That's nice. I know, I, I know. Expecting it's the Christmas nice. season. You know, hey, welcome to the program, folks. I'm all choked up, and as you will be, uh, as we hear, uh, not from just John Gibbons, but daughter Jordan Gibbons, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the, the initial reasoning behind this was, you know, we'd like to get folks on together, and Jordan Gibbons is such a talented musician, and her dad, of course, is... He's Gibby. Mm-hmm. And the dynamic between the two of them is just fantastic. And if you'd like to watch it, we will have video of this as well. So uh, be sure to check that out. And, yeah, I, I were you expecting to get a bombshell from Gibby to tell us about his new love? No, you know what? I was excited enough to talk to Jordan uh, about her band, The Barons. Uh, they've just released their first this EP. Is true. <laughs> and we got to listen to that as we were prepping. And... You know, it's funny. I, it's it's only in the last four years, really, of my life that I've become a country fan. And um, her brand in particular, like the, the, the brand that the Barons does, is it's really substantive. It's got, like, great grooves to it. There's almost like an alternative sort of feel to it. And and so I was really yeah. excited to talk to her. And then, yeah, John, John Gibbons kind of oh by the way to us, didn't he? Yeah, and he's got a lot of oh by the ways uh, that you're going to. Uh, you may like some of them, and you may dislike some of the opinions uh, that you'll hear from the former Blue Jays manager. Uh, do we have any Asbury Davis questions? Yes, we do. Oh yeah. Well, all right. We'll have Asbury Davis as well. Uh, and up next, folks. Well, the Jays have started signing names. Uh, it's nobody that we know, but don't fret. They're going to do something. There's Tom Forth. I'm Barry Davis. This is Out of the Park. Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, the first pitch with Barry Davis. Thank you very much, Tim Langton. And man, I miss hearing Tim Langton's voice. I, I cannot wait for the day, Thomas, where baseball can return to the Rogers Center, whatever the hell it's going to be mm-hmm. called, uh, or the new stadium, if it ever does happen. <laughs> but I mean, to hear Tim's voice and just get a little bit of normalcy uh, back in the world, yeah, right? So I think we're all craving that right now. Yeah, this, there's been a lot of chatter in the news this week, I've noticed about the future of baseball in Toronto and whether or not, you know, it's it's apparently it's something coming up with a lot of the free agents. Yes, mm-hmm. and I want to get into that momentarily, but first of all, I want to uh, remind our listeners, of course, that, uh, you know, you will have a lot of time around the house uh, over the holidays now, of course. There's nothing going to be open, not really not much you can do, uh, but what you can eventually do, hopefully soon, is uh, get a copy of this great ballistic sports game. They have three of them in all, a baseball, a hockey, and a football. And you basically sit in front of the TV watching the game while playing this game, and uh, you kind of uh, predict what is going to happen during the course of a game. Yep, exactly. And it looks like we've got hockey season coming at us. It's barreling at us, hopefully, right? So... Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm. Be nice to see some, you know, live sports again. I'm not a big football guy, so it'd be nice to see some hockey. And then the Raptors, mm-hmm. you know, training camp is already underway, and they got preseason games happening. So, but uh, still, a, a lot of questions that are are unanswered uh, when it comes to the Toronto Blue Jays. 
and Charlie Montoya was still very, very uh, optimistic on on the moves that are going to be making. Mm-hmm. Uh, making, uh, he says he's been on every call, and the Blue Jays are continuing to make, you know, trying to make a big splash on the market. So, uh, I, I got to think that, and I say this all the time: as long as the big names are still there, that that tells me the Jays aren't missing out on anything. Yeah, no, exactly right. Nothing's happening. It's I think it's another one of those seasons like no one has any idea what to do, right? Like. You know, would you want to spend a couple million dollars on something that may or may not happen next year? Nope. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, you know, will it happen next year? Mm-hmm. And, you know, as each day goes on and, and, and COVID becomes, you know, bigger and bigger in our in our media, in our world, and you see the way the United States has reacted to it compared to us, and uh, you... I would not, I would not say one hundred percent sure that there's going to be a season. No, and you know what, we were we were up in the air last year. I think in the end they'll they'll come up with something. I think they got through it this year. I, I think they'll come up with something outside of COVID, unless there's like social or political unrest in the United States, which is an entirely different. You know, let's not even go there. But I think for COVID, I, I think that the MLB came up with a model that they'll be pretty confident they'll try again. So. Yeah, it, it, honestly, it didn't start off very no, good. No, it didn't. All oh, those man. members of the Florida Dude. Marlins, right? And, uh, you know, it made you wonder why they don't just have hub cities like mm-hmm. they do uh, for the NHL and, and the NBA. But they did what they have to do. And as the season went on, I don't think we saw any any big breakouts amongst teams. So, I, I think, yeah, they, they've got a system. Hopefully that will work yeah. out best for them. Um, I do want to mention one thing uh, before we get on to, to ask Barry Davis, and that is uh, news broke this week that Cleveland, after all these oh, years and with all the scrutiny, have said, yes, we're going to change the name it of our team. It was almost good news. Okay? I know. This was <laughs> almost good news. The caveat is we don't have a new name picked up yet. Yeah. So we're going to keep the name Indians for the 2021 season. What the hell is that? Tom? You know what? Like, how can you? It's like I loved it. I loved it because how it rolled out. Like, I saw it on social media, and I've been actually kind of staying away from media for the last week. Um, I've been kind of sequestered on my own, obviously, after my surgery. So I've kept away from the bad stuff. But I noticed, I loved how it rolled out because I kept seeing all these different reports of different names that Cleveland was going to be called. And, like, the first report I saw was the Wahoos. And I'm like, well, that's actually worse, I think. And yeah. and then I saw the Spiders. And I kind of like the Spiders because respect history. But then okay. it was just, like, a never-ending stream of people just, like, making up names at some point in time. And this is the new Cleveland name for, like, clickbait or whatever, right? And Yeah. And so, like, we don't know what the name's going to be. But we know they're going to change it next year, right? That's a, That's what we know right now. But yeah, but if you want to change it, why are you? Yeah. Gonna, it's like I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop uh, robbing banks. Yeah, I'm really proud of myself. I finally realized I've done I've done a lot of bad things in my life. So gonna do these uh, I'm going to stop. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to rob for one more year because I'm really not sure what what I'm going to do to re- replace the thrill I was getting. We- I mean, you see the ridiculousness yeah. in it. I mean, if you've acknowledged that it's so bad. <laughs> You finally understand how bad it is that you say, okay, we're not going to call our team that anymore. Yeah. Well, that's 
but then don't call your team that anymore. This is why so many people are demonstrating, right? Like we recognize that the name is insensitive to the cultural oppression these people have felt for centuries. And it's really important for us to change it when it's convenient. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's it in a nutshell, right? Like change the damn name. You know what? Do a temporary name for a year. Call them the Cleveland Covids. Yeah. Yeah. Real honestly, (laughs) the Cleveland baseball team. Right. Yeah, Cleveland baseball team. Cleveland Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Right. You know, yeah. What do whatever. Right. You know, you know, honestly, Tom, you wanna know why they need one more year? You wanna know why? Because they probably have so (laughs) much merchandise already made and sitting in a warehouse. Mm -hmm. I don't think I need to put the H before warehouse. It's not warehouse. Warehouse. Oh no. Warehouse. Don't do that. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm thinking like Stewie. <laughs> oh, family cool whip. guy. You have any cool whip? Cool. Okay. Yeah, anyway, yep. um, getting back to the the point I was going to make. Uh, yeah, they have all this merchandise sitting in a warehouse somewhere, and they need to sell it. Yep. So they can't change the name, and then they're stuck with all that. So really, once again, it comes down to the mighty buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a sad. It's a it's a sad, it's a sad tale that's repeated over and over and over and over again. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, as we uh, get ready for Asbury Davis, uh, let's get you into the holiday season. This is an incredible, cool version of "All I Want for Christmas" by our good friend Villavent. Check this out here on OTP.
Out of the Park presents Ask Barry Davis. Wow, what a powerful new song. That is Villavent, All I Want for Christmas. You know, Tom, I, I've been a little bit Christmased out uh, with the music, you know, hearing it all the time. And uh, I always like to hear something fresh. And you couldn't even hear it as we were putting this together. So you are going to be hearing this for the first time when you're listening to the pod. And uh, for all of you that are listening, uh, go to iTunes and buy it, right? Uh, you know, this is a, a young musician, a local musician. She's fantastic. She's a great kid. And, uh, you know, support your local musicians. They are all uh, out of work, too, <laughs> for the most part, yeah. just like a lot of small business owners are. Out of work and creating some amazing stuff. I'm really excited to hear her take on, on the tune, actually. Yeah, it's uh, it rocks. We'll tell you that for sure. All right, it is uh, that time for Asbury Davis. Thomas, how would those uh, go about sending questions? And uh, we encourage you to do that. Please, please, please. So you can send them to us on Twitter at fourth underscore Thomas is me and at Barry Davis underscore is Barry. You can use the hashtag ask Barry Davis or use the hashtag ask Tom fourth. And uh, this week uh, we have got an excellent question and we're, I'm just going to cap it at one because we've got a huge show uh, and an amazing interview coming up with, with the Gibbonses and uh this one, I think, is going to take us a couple minutes to, to answer because I know I've got a few things I want to talk about. So, And I know, Barry, that you will as well. So here we go. Uh, Torpan wants to know if we've read any good baseball books lately or if we have any baseball books that we would recommend um, as a gift or as something to read over the holidays for people. Uh, two of them come to mind right away, uh, two that I've uh, read. Uh, one is the R.A. Dickey book. Now, he's written a few of them, and I want to make sure I <laughs> I have the right one, but it's about his life and it's, uh, you know his autobiography and takes you through some really horrible things that happened to him and uh, really could have affected his life and probably did, uh, but he's overcome them. So that's a great book. Uh, Todd Stottlemyre has a couple of books. In fact, he talked about the new one uh, just last week with us, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was going to be my number one is The Observer. Yeah, and mm -hmm. for those who aren't sure, uh, it is a fiction story, but it is all based on his life, uh, just with different character names. So uh, really cool, and I yeah, I want to read this one. His first book is really good. And, you know, as we mentioned when we had Todd on the show, the book starts off with him and Dave Stewart uh, out somewhere and getting into trouble. But, you know, they didn't do anything wrong, but they got into trouble, got thrown up against a car by the police, and it was uh, like, whoa, this story's crazy, and uh, then gets into his whole life. So that's, th those two books in particular I, I highly recommend. Nice. All right, so that's it, two for you. I'll do two uh, as well. How's about that? Yeah, yeah. I've got All lots right. more, too. I mean, I figured was... you would. But, yeah, uh, yeah, no, uh, I've, got, I've got a good two. Um, okay. Uh, number one, I'm going to go out and way out in left field uh, for like an, an over Christmas read. Um, fantastic baseball book by one of my favorite authors, Blockade Billy by Stephen King. What? Mm hmm. And it's okay. It's, I love Stephen King. I didn't even know this existed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Next time, next time we connect, I'll, I'll lend it to you. It's, it's a small book. It's a quick read. Um, and it's, 
a fantastic story of, you know, you really get a sense of life on the road, early baseball, the stakes that the players were facing. And it's a Stephen King book, so it ends horrifyingly. <laughs> and and I'm one of those cool. weird dudes. I like horror at Christmas. And uh, and Blockade Billy for me is 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 a great one. And uh, and then for books that I haven't read and that I'm going to that is on my list and I'm almost positive I'm getting it on Christmas Day. Big Sexy by Bartolo Colon. Oh my God! I didn't even know that existed. That mm-hmm. would be a great read. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, he, he published it in May of this year. And. <laughs> Exactly right. Like I don't. You don't. You don't need to know anything else. The mm-hmm. book's called Big Sexy. It's about Bartolo Colon. You need to read this. Done. <laughs> that was a great question. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Torpan. <laughs> That's wonderful. And again, uh, easy to send questions each and every week. We will answer questions from you, our wonderful listeners. Uh, speaking of wonderful, uh, this is the latest from Jordan Gibbons, daughter of John Gibbons. This is Young on Out of the Park. Pick you up in ten, come on pile in, turn the music loud, roll the windows down and we'll go driving.
Well, joining us from uh, parts of Texas are John and Jordan Gibbons. Uh, Gibby, man, I tell you, you've you just you've given a whole new meaning to relaxed at home look. What what is with what, <laughs> what is this look you've got going on? Well, Barry, man, you interrupted my dinner, <laughs> and then so, I, so I had to jam that down there. And now I was trying to watch Fox News, interrupted that. So I'm just sitting on my couch relaxing. Oh, but boy. You, you always know that I relax. Jordan, the first thing I said to your dad was, let's not talk about news or politics. And what does he do? He brings that. Oh, he loves it. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, that's like an off-limits topic. Hey, don't you dare ask Jordan who she voted for. Don't you dare. Okay. okay. Oh, dear. We're not here we'll to leave Jordan. Yeah, we, we mentioned that at Thanksgiving and, <laughs> you know, well, like, what? let's just not talk about it at Thanksgiving, please. <laughs> That, 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 you know, Barry's being sorry. Barry's being a little bashful here, but we've had a pretty good theme on this show going for the last few episodes of getting past political differences and focusing on wanting a better world, whether you're right wing or left wing. So I love this discussion, right, Barry? <laughs> All right, exactly. Well, there you go. All we I know, <laughs> hey. All I know is that right wingers, man, got that vaccine through that pipeline pretty darn quick. <laughs> Let's hope it works. <laughs> so, Jordan, how you doing? We just we just heard your brand, we just heard your brand new song playing into this uh, this chat we have and um, I don't know what it's like in Texas right now but due to COVID music has taken on a whole new thing the way we make it the way we distribute it the way we perform it uh, are you able to perform at all right now in Texas? There's been a couple gigs here and there. Um, some bars are opening up and are having live music again. A lot of bars have gone out of business some of my favorite austin staples it's really sad to see them have to close their doors and whatnot so yeah they're definitely slim picking right now but we've been trying to just write songs and we've done a couple live streams so we're trying to trying to pivot and make the most of it but it's it's weird it's <laughs> i can't wait hey, to get back out playing yes Gibby. Barry, they're a little, hey, hey they're a little defiant down here now people they say don't do this show, and I, we went to a show she did down in uh, just south of Houston, you know, and and, and you know every, I mean, good crowd, great great show, but yeah, you know they they take, uh, I guess I guess down here we got the I'm, I'm this is my last political thing I'm saying we got the governor on our side down here, you know, because they understand yeah. the governor the governor likes not music. not so much in Austin. Austin's a little different. Austin's yeah. like the one liberal city that um surrounded by red little cities but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, everybody's we, coming we, my dad coffee. came to a show in houston which was fun he got us that gig he knew somebody um over there and yeah he came some yeah some venues are way more lax than others um that one was pretty loose so you know we tried our best to keep our distance and wear a mask when we were on stage but it was fun hey what, hey, what bet what a what a better thing to do than when, when times are tough is some good music, right? That's right. And here's something I'm going to tell you that's going to make you both smile and make you both forget about politics and COVID. So on our music podcast this week, we spoke with Kathy Valentine, who's the bass player from the Go-Go's. Gibby, you remember the Go-Go's, right? We got the beat, oh, yeah. In, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, Kathy Valentine, the bass player from the Go-Go's, was born and raised in Austin, Texas. And she currently lives in Austin, Texas. And she's really? always got her eye out for new artists. And I told her all about the Barons, and she's all excited now. So when the opportunity arises in Austin, 
uh, you'll have to make sure, uh, you know, to let me know so I can let her know to get out and see you guys. Wow. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I remember we were texting about that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, the Go-Go's? That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I didn't even know she lived in Austin, so I would love to connect with her. That'd be so cool. Tom, you want to join this conversation? We've kind of shut you up. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I, I do have a lot of questions about actually just the process of recording right now. So obviously, you know, the live Gibby, music. Gibby, you talking to, to John about his recording? <laughs> oh no, you talking? Well, no, no, no. no. We're little... we're gonna go with the talent for this. Oh, song. hang on. We'll have to get yeah, yeah. We'll have to get Jordan to uh, respond <laughs> to that one at some point about your dad actually writing songs for you. But Tom, sorry, go ahead. But yeah, no, I just I'd love to know a little bit about the process for you, process uh, for you uh, recording, recording during during, during COVID. COVID. Like, like what was, was it like? Because I, I know up here we've been trading a lot of files back and forth, and you know it's kind of neat being able to send like a music file to Europe or things like that. But but is that how you did the recording, or or were you able to get together all together in a studio and you know pass the recording? Like so, how does the recording look in COVID, and then how does the promoting look in COVID? Yeah, so we we recorded actually the EP last September, um, so kind of before everything started, and it takes a couple months, you know, to get artwork together and to get it mixed and mastered and all that stuff. So we had our plan, our release plan in place, and our plan was to release it like March or April, oh. um, right around kind of when things started happening. And so we were like, crap, like, what do we do? We thought about just waiting. We were like, maybe we should just wait and see how it goes. Maybe this will be done in a few weeks. Um, but just as time kept going on, we were like, we just got to roll with it. We don't know when this is going to be done. And so, um, so yeah, so luckily we were able to be in the studio together. My dad actually came out for a day. He kind of got to see the process and, um, Quietly sat back and just observed. Hey, hey, did you say? <laughs> Didn't did throw say, in his two. What? Did you say process or process? Is that Canadian or Texan? Pro process? I, I believe she said process. I I don't think process. I think a bell. No, he just said process. I said depends oh, on where you're from, how you pronounce that word. Oh, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! No, he 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 was good though. He didn't he didn't um, give his two cents like he loves to do sometimes, which I love. I love hearing his input. But he he kind of sat back, let us do our thing, and it was nice. He came and he brought us a case of beers, and he always brings the vibes. Good Hang on, back vibes. was it American beer or did you get your hands on some Labatt's? Texas beer, Shiner. I, I tried to order a Shiner actually in Toronto, funny story. And my friend was with me and was like, I think that's just in Texas. I don't think they have that up here. Oh, Gibby, you got to send me some Shiner. I've never, yeah. it sounds good. Yeah. It's sounds so good. good. It's my favorite. Can we get it across the border? Oh, who knows? Who knows what we can get across if, the border? Uh, if you go by plane, you can. Yeah. You can't drive across yeah, the border. Yes, so you can right fly it anything across the border right now. Uh, Gibby, so the last time we had you on, you had, uh, you know, we kind of caught up with what has been happening since you stopped managing the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, you've been away from the game for a little while now, and we've been, a lot of our shows have been focusing on players and how they have adjusted to life outside the game of baseball. Well, uh, a lot has changed in your life since we last spoke to you, Gibby. Um, do you, uh, you want to share any of uh, the big changes in your life? 
<laughs> well, I got married. You, you got that married. Yeah, well, and, and I think a lot of people will hear that and go, hang on a second, wasn't he already married? But you've gone through some changes, and you have a, you have a brand-new woman in your life. Yes, yeah, you know, and uh, I met her. We were out, you know, with my new my new job in baseball. As a, you know, I was out scouting. You know, uh, I had that, that job with the Braves. And that's, that's where I met her, and then, uh, you know, when, when the COVID, everything hit, they took me off the road. Cause she, she's from outside of Houston named her name's Christy. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we fell in love and, uh, we decided let's, let's get married, which was last week. And Jordan, my, my dad, Jordan was there and went to the, went to the old courthouse. We went that route. And, uh, yeah. It's, so yeah, there's definitely been a big change, big change in my life, you know? And, and, uh, you know, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of baseball last year, you know, simply because it was one of those years and, you know, 60 game schedule, whatever it was. And it was just, uh, and I missed it. You know, I miss, I miss being on the field. I really enjoyed scouting because I was, you know, I got to see baseball again, uh, but I miss being on the field. So, and, uh, I think I'll be going back with the Braves again. Hopefully, you know, I don't know how, how everything's going to lay out this year as far as, uh, it's funny. We said, all we do, everything's dictated by, uh, this virus, you know I mean? It's, it's just, it's, it's anyway, I mean, it's just weird. Jordan, so. as a daughter, I mean, you never, you never want to see your parents split up. But it, it, how did it, how did it affect you? And now seeing your dad as happy as he is finding someone. I mean, because it, it wasn't a long period of time between your parents splitting and your dad finding somebody. Yeah, you know, from day one, from the the second that's that I met. That's a loaded question, Barry. That's a loaded <laughs> <laughs> And have you known me? Have you known me to ask anything but Gibby? No, that's that's a good point, man. Right? No <laughs> producers. No, no, news, no producers are telling me to ask these questions, Gibby. These are coming straight from my heart. <laughs> <laughs> got the exclusive right here. Yes, Jordan. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> she's amazing, and you know he deserves to be happy, and you know whatever he decides, I support, and she's wonderful. She's made my brothers and I feel so included from day one. And she's got two boys, twin boys that are 23, I think 23. So I got two new brothers oh, out cool. of it and they're awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's now it's, I now have four, four boys that I got to keep up with, <laughs> but they're, they're amazing. And it was so fun to get to be a part of their courthouse wedding last week. Uh, my boyfriend came with us and he took all the pictures and, um, it was fun. It was really sweet and simple, but, um, it was good. I'm happy for him. He deserves deserves the best. He's got the biggest heart in the world, so mm. happy for him. <laughs> what did a COVID that a good wedding? Answer? <laughs> he goes thumbs up. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> uh, so no, what did a COVID wedding look like? What is a COVID wedding? <laughs> yeah, was everybody six feet apart? Was with their hula hoops around? No, you, know, you, you may know, now you may now elbow bump the bride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> originally. Yeah, you may now gonna... elbow bump. Yeah, well, originally it was just going to be me and Christy and, and uh, the, the judge, and then uh, we thought, well, you know, Jordan lives right up the road. I'd like Jordan to be there, and then uh, you know, my fiance at the time, her son, her son, you know, was around, and then uh, then that, well, my mother lives down the road. Me and my mom's eighty two, so well, I'll ask her if she wants to go. You know, if she she, I would understand if she said no, and then then Christy's aunt from Houston drove up and she's almost 80 
And so, so, so it was like the, it was like the four of us. And then, uh, uh, you know, George's boyfriend Grayson came up. He did, he took the photographs and all that. So it was just originally be us, us two plus the judge, and then we, you know, we add a little bit. It made it nicer, you know. But it was kind of it was it was such a, uh, I mean, it was so different, uh, you know, <laughs> because of the times and, and doing it in a courthouse and, and uh, but yeah, it was sometimes simpler is better. I think. Gibby, I don't want to get into you know what happened to your previous marriage and why you got divorced and all, but good idea, no. right? But uh, but but on the other side of the coin, in your well, wild- hold on, actually, I do though. <laughs> in your wildest dreams, though, Gibby, did you ever think that you were going to fall in love again and get married again and kind of start this whole process over again, like getting another chance? Well, yeah, I'm a lovable guy, man. <laughs> I figured. How could you not love him? Yeah, I fig- I figured you'd be like a free agent. You know, you'd be just like out there for the. Nah, well, you know, and I, and I like being married. You know, I I, I enjoyed that. You know, and uh, but I wasn't just gonna do it just to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and this uh, you know the right girl came along. So. So what was the proposal like? Did you? You know, did don't you, you worry about it. you get a little you're getting a little personal here. Aren't did, you? You, did you did you walk up to her and are, are, we, are we gonna talk about George music? Did you, did you call about call for the left hand for left her hand ring, right? <laughs> no barbecue sauce on your shirt when you propose, Gibby? I'm hung over if you want to know the truth. <laughs> well that's probably good. Is all the, no, I mean have you heard that song yet, Hung Over? Yeah. Good plug. Who yeah. sings it? <laughs> uh, the Barons? Ah, that's my favorite, actually. Yeah. Have you played it yet tonight? See, my favorite, my favorite. We were talking before is day after day. Yeah. And and Jordan, your your dad tells me that that you actually wrote that a long time ago. Yeah, that's actually one of my older songs. Um, yeah, it's but it's always kind of stuck with me, and we decided this might be the good project to put it on, and um, yeah, that always it's it's a personal song and it connects with me and um so i'm glad it made it on the ep jordan any- yeah, was- hey, hey jordan's got so many good songs and I, you know naturally i'm her dad you know as fathers we you know we're a little biased and we you know we, we protect our kids we we promote them probably more than we should but i mean this i mean this, i'm you know i mean this is legit you know i listen to a lot of music on the you know not that i know music but i listen to it in her songs and, and i mean they're meaningful the, the lyrics are meaningful there's just so and I go back, you know, I go back a few years when she started writing songs, some of her old songs that she kind of put on the shelf. I thought, man, you, man, you got to resurrect those things. I mean, they're so good. They're more, they're more country than they, than maybe that she has now, but there's a, uh, you know, it's, it's, she's got, the, she's got that gift. God gave her that gift, uh, you know, to, to put it on paper and, and uh, also gave her a beautiful voice. And, um, but I mean, she's got so many good songs, and now if we get things back to normal, you know, she she can get them out there, and uh, you know, who knows who knows what happens. But you know, that's 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 an objective observer. That's not a father talking. As a musician growing you know, up, funny, my as, parents as actually a musician, told me hated the music oh. I was playing. So it's nice to see a <laughs> problem. <laughs> that's a right. good point. As a musician but, growing up, Gibby, Gibby my does have cool, cool taste in music. I will give you that, Gibby. So it's nice to see a father supportive of. Oh yeah, that's you know, where yeah. I got my love but, of music from. Him. You know, he always had. He exposed me to. The, even now, I'll go you know, the, home and he will be like, "Hey, let's watch YouTube. I got to show you this this concert from like the '70s, and we'll just spend like hours, 
on the YouTube, my dad just like, okay, you got to watch this one. Have you seen this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, George Big Guy is uh, Dave Grohl. Is it Grohl? David Grohl, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Foo Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> Big Foo Fighters fan. Yeah. We actually saw them in Toronto at the Rogers Center. I remember that. Um, yeah. Two summers ago, I think uh, it was. Yeah, I've um, seen them a few times. Back when they used to have amazing. concerts. Back in the old days when we had concerts. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, it's coming back. back. It's coming back. Yeah, I've brother. seen them a few times. Hosting it or something. Damn, I hope so. Yeah. It better be. <laughs> okay, you had a question. How's, yeah, how's the Tom Petty band going? Well, it was going great until COVID hit, right? And then we it just shut it down. Yeah. In fact, Tom and I... Uh, started uh, a Cars tribute band, which was starting to get work, and then COVID happened. And now we've been doing a Beatles duo. So we're just recording Beatles songs, putting out videos to them, and, you know, me doing it from here and him doing it from there and the technology. But, I mean, honestly, for all of us, with all the crap that's going on in the world right now, the one thing that we can say about music is it never lets us down, right? I mean, if we ever feel like shit, we can put on our favorite music, and it's going to make you feel the way you want to feel right exactly that's right exactly and i feel like there's going to be a lot of really good art and songs coming out of this quarantine you know everyone yeah. processing what's going on and having time to to kind of dedicate to that i'm kind of excited to see all the new stuff that's yeah. going to be coming out in the next couple months okay tom yep. now you're yeah. <laughs> Okay, I wanted to kind of kind of go back to the music a little bit, and, you know, talking about uh, again yeah. going back to the process. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I wanted to kind of kind of go back to the music a little use, bit, you know, talking um, about you know, the, it was the uh, one thing that really struck me about the music um, is that they're a lot uh, more substantive the than lyrics what you hear you in a use, lot of the country um, that's coming out. You know, the, it was the one right? thing that really like, struck me about the music beer and a couple songs, is that they're a lot more substantive yeah, than a couple, what yeah. you hear in and a lot trucks. of the country but in a lot of these most of them. Really, <laughs> right? yeah, like, but you're talking there's about beer and a couple songs. and emotions and, and, and much more deepened. A lot, a but in a lot of these tunes, you really was that a conscious yeah, decision you're talking about human experiences and emotions, or yeah, was it just a reflection of what was going on? Uh, up textured, here. layered meanings. Yeah, from, uh, so some of my favorite. I follow a bunch this? of songwriters in Nashville. And was it just a reflection? Two of my favorite of going on female here? songwriters are, that have you know kind of blown up. They're all, they're both from Texas, or all three of them: um, Miranda, mm -hmm. Casey, and Marin. And they're all Texas girls, which I love, and they're incredible artists but what i love about their songs is that there is that depth to them and they're not just writing about beer or those typical country songs that you now hear on the radio that the gatekeepers are kind of um <laughs> playing out there there's um so i i listen to a lot of their stuff and um i don't know just try to take my time with it and there's sometimes i write a shitty song and you have to get the shitty ones out there, but I also think, you know, I don't want to put something out that hasn't been thought through and that doesn't mean something to me. Um, so that one, it's funny. I just always had the line day after day and I was like, I think that'd be a cool song. And it just kind of unfolded. And um, it's funny because I wrote it or not funny, but weird, I guess. I don't know. I, I had written it. Um, just kind of like a personal narrative kind of going from the day after day and kind of created this story in my mind. Um, but my brother, you know, he, and I, I think he would be okay with me sharing this because it's part of his story and he's been so open with it. And um, 
but you know he's had some some trouble and um he's doing amazing he's doing so well and um I don't know I think that that song is really personal to me because I can relate or that's kind of part of it's kind of my brother's story um and so I'm just really proud of him and every time I hear that song or play it um I just think of him and just just so proud of the growth that he's gone through and the changes that he's making in his life and um so it's funny yeah like I said kind of before my brother had gone through that I had written that song and it just kind of is weird how it um is so real to me now um (laughs) but yeah so so that one's a special one for me Gibby from a father's standpoint, when you hear your daughter <laughs> singing and sharing that story of your son, uh, what does that mean to you when you hear Jordan singing this and you knowing exactly what this song means when is, you know, the average person hears the song? It's just like they're, they're nice words. It's a nice story. But you know what this story is. How does that affect you? Yeah, we. Yeah, it, uh, well, it makes me really proud. You know, it's, it can be emotional. Uh I think all your great songs, you know, I mean, there's some meaning to them, you know, it's not just like, you know, uh, Tom had mentioned about music, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the music you hear on the radio now, to me, is slop, you know, you don't have your old, mm-hmm. your, you know, I mean, it's, it's it, you know, you don't oh, have your old Conway Twitties, you know, your George Jones, mm-hmm. that kind of, uh, you know, all that, that different, we call it bubble Haggard, gum. That kind, you know, I mean, everything's just kind of, they just, they just kind of, Let's see how fast we can throw it together, or, or and they throw it out there. And yeah. uh, so that's what I think is special about Jordan. She writes those meaningful songs, and, and this one she's talking about. Yeah, yeah, I can relate to it too. Um, but I, I think your best songs and the ones that you know eventually you get known for and are, are stand the test of time are the ones that do have meaning. You know, not just you know the cracker back cracker cracker jack songs. You know, <laughs> although although those are good because they got. They're, they they get good upbeat in their dance or yeah, whatever. They they serve songs, their purpose. But, they, yeah, they serve their purpose, but they're yeah. not something that you're going to be leaning to when you know you're having a hard time or you need some kind of a an escape. A lot of times you want something with a little deeper meaning, right? And uh, right. But Jordan, has that always been something that has been part of your writing style? That you know you it was important for you to not just simply say you know hey i'm out mm-hmm. you know drinking and dad's got barbecue sauce on his shirt and all that kind of stuff <laughs> which would make a well, great Jordan was never out drinking that i knew about <laughs> well, what maybe, was, maybe, I, maybe well, I never was home yeah well <laughs> when did you start swearing in front of your dad jordan i mean you just laid a couple of she shit never bombs. well she's just done After it twice I now saw him get ejected like 52 times <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay he can say the f word on tv no. so can i <laughs> You you've caught him. Well, that makes that make that makes you a lip reader then, because you didn't. Have it's to... so funny though, because my dad never cussed in the house, never. Like I, growing up, I think I heard him say "damn." That was the worst cuss word I ever heard my dad say. What's and then I go, do... "Dad, you all right? You he's good?" Just, he's just oh, drunk. He gave up. He's done. Where did I go? Where did I go? He's passed out. He's just done a Keith Moon. <laughs> That's it. He, he gave up. He's done. Beers. He's like, that's it. I'm out. No, but my dad, he never like, damn, damn was like the worst I is. ever heard. And then when we turn on the TV, and he'd be throwing f bombs at the ump, we're like, dad. So did you, you ever? Know, but I'm 28. Yeah. I'm 28, and so I, you know, let one slip every now. I try not. I try not to be a potty mouth, but hey, it slips sometimes. John, did hey, you? He can't. He can't. He can't say anything. 
what? Jordan's an angel on earth. There's not many of them running around. Oh. But Jordan is an angel on earth. And, you know, I, I told, like I said earlier, she's my kid. Naturally, but no, I'm, there's more to it than that. So then did you not feel guilt sometimes when you would go on this this profane tirade against an umpire and think, oh, oh, I don't know if Jordan's going to like that. Like, did you not ever feel that guilt, Gibby, and say, how is this affecting my daughter now? Yeah, like, sure, you're supporting the team. Well, she couldn't hear. She wasn't watching the games on TV anyway. She went and she, and she was down. She was two thousand miles yeah, away. Like, sure, oh yeah, but she'd see all the highlights. Now, down she, your like I said, if she could, if she was a good lip reader, she might be able to figure that out. But <laughs> no, no, you know what? <laughs> yes, yeah, so, sometimes things would slip, and I, I would naturally I'd be embarrassed by that if you want to know the truth. But in the heat of the moment, sometimes. But it was important to me. Never, never. In, you know, I, I didn't grow up that way. If I ever, if something ever came out of my, my mouth the wrong way, you know, my, and, you know, you get knocked hit upside the head, uh, and it's, you know, I would never in, in my household never speak that way. You know, simply because I think I got too much class, <laughs> <laughs> and and it's not, you know, you know, it's it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he did, he of, set a really good example for us. Yeah, <laughs> yes. he did. Yeah, you didn't cuss. You didn't drink a lot. That, it's yeah. funny because there's like those drunk jog Gibbons Twitter accounts and stuff. Oh, you saw I'm those. Like, My dad really doesn't drink that much. He never really had beers at the house or anything, you know. No, you, you see, see, that's, that's just Canadians <laughs> misinterpreting a nice Southern drawl. And uh, Canadians exactly. bad influences. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what we were. It may have had nothing well, to do with with the the post game media conferences and the two beer burps after every question, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it does. And you know, it's funny because I mean, being a manager, it, it does, it has its stresses and you have to find ways. And my favorite was always Jimmy Leland, who would be literally after every game, he would be, you know, sitting with the media with his, you know, getting his feet up on the desk, have a cigarette in one hand, have some Chinese food in the other hand. And he'd be talking to the media that way. So in I don't his know. Underwear, right? Well, yeah, Jimmy absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So there's just something about, I mean, as a daughter, Jordan, I mean, you, you obviously see that your dad was in a position where if the team doesn't do well, people are going to pin this directly on him and say some not-so-nice things about him. How do you avoid letting that affect you? And Gibby, would you kind of, when you'd see that kind of stuff or hear that stuff, were you always worried about, oh, God, I don't want my kids to see what people are saying? So Jordan first, maybe. Yeah, you know, obviously when when you hear – I remember there was one game and some people behind us were talking trash and, and me and my brothers were sitting there like, oh, my gosh, I want to turn around and say something because it was like, hey, if you knew that guy, like, you would love him. Like, he's amazing. <laughs> um, so, you know, that fighting, that protective side definitely comes out. Um, but, you know, I, I know that – and just like he knows, it's just part of the territory. And, you know, he's got thick skin and he, he can take care of himself. He handles himself well. So I know that he presents himself well. And um, I'm proud of him. So really, it doesn't, those naysayers and trolls, it doesn't affect, affect me. Cause I'm like, I know what kind of person he is. And um, so we, yeah, just try to avoid, I, I feel like, for the majority though what i see you know on twitter or online they they love him so um but yeah people are always gonna hate but we know who he is yes 
so John, how did, how did like were you ever concerned about how your daughter may see these quotes or messages from people online when she was younger? No, no, I never gave that much thought. Uh, you know, I mean, she she she's pretty. She's pretty smart. She where where what's going on around in the world we live in now. You know the youth nowadays, or you know even that's just part. You know it's part of the job. You know you 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 know we've talked about that before. You know naturally, you know if, if you you nobody likes to hear their dad getting berated or ripped apart. You know just like I, you know parents don't like to hear their kids getting you know beat on, bullied or whatever. That's just that's kind of it is. But they you know it's a. Uh, one thing I think uh, I think I know Jordan knows and the way I am is you know I, I never I don't think I ever said anything that I had to back away from and I wasn't going to apologize if I think I was right I wasn't going to apologize like they do all the time now just to save face no and uh, so I uh, don't always cho- choose my words wisely necessarily but I don't I also don't bury myself I don't think or didn't I don't say now but didn't <laughs> Tom, you got something there? Here, you go ahead, sir. Oh. <laughs> I just had a small technical issue with my foot. Oh my god! He, Tom just had surgery on his, uh, on his on his aching foot, and he's on uh, a whole bunch of painkiller medications. So, uh oh, what did you do? Drop the speaker on there, or what? No, no what? it's the most pathetic story. I was walking in my backyard at night, looking at the stars. And I stubbed my toe on a rock. Were you writing a song? Yeah. No, no, I wasn't drunk. There was no, there's no story to it at all. I was. Li- and what was, was the condition it turned at- into? Hey, Tom, you might be able to come up with a good one though. Right. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm working on it, right? Like, you know, really good. You need something uh, to. We'll see how the surgery goes. You need something like, to rhyme no. with Morton's neuroma, which is what you yeah, have. Morton's neuroma. You got to come up with a <laughs> something to, to to rhyme with that. Yeah. So, but Gibby. Uh, um, well, back, you know what? Sorry, because uh, yeah. I did have one. Yeah, yeah, back, back to, to was, was there, there ever anything? Because, you know, Gibby, watching those post game press conferences was one of my greatest joys for a number of years as a baseball fan. What, him yelling at and me? You, well, the impression that you gave as a manager was, I guess the easiest way to say it would be water off a duck's back. Right. In terms of the negativity that you got for the decisions, like, cause you did, you came in there, you, you said, you know, what your thinking was for the game. And it, it, it seemed like you were really good at leaving the, you know, the emotion out of it, at least in those, in most, most of those pressers. pressers. Um, but were there ever any negative comments, negative attacks, trolls that, that did get, get to you at all in your, in your time here in Toronto? Well, well, you know, my first go round up there, you know, until I, until I got the the hang of it, you know, and had some experience under my belt. Yeah, there were some things that irritated me. Uh, Sorry, but I, I guess, I, yeah, yeah, very, 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 it's all very, all very. But uh, I think the toughest part about it, you do it every day, twice every day. You know, you got to talk to the media before batting practice, and you got to talk to him after the game. And I think that get, you know, anytime you got to do that. Actually, you know, we were fortunate. You know, we got myself and the other managers up there. You got a good, you have a good media up there, man. Some good people. You know, you're not going to agree on everything, and but I think if you recognize that everybody's got a job to do. Not only do I have a job to do with the team, they have a job to do as far as writing and covering the team. And it's not, you know, if the team's not any good or the team's not playing good, you know, you can't expect them to say good things. You know, 
my biggest beef sometimes was, okay, well, I, I get that, but if the team's playing pretty good or doing some good things, well, you know, go both ways, you know. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the people in the media, especially my second go around. And so uh, not too much bothered me, but I, I just try to tell it like it is, you know, and I, I, uh, Bobby Cox, uh, first time I met Bobby in spring training, he gave me some advice. He said, you know, he says, talk a lot and say nothing. So, you know, I said, damn, I've been, I've been doing that my whole life, man. It's perfect. So that's what it is. But and, and now, I mean, Jordan, you're in a business where it's not quite the same as what your dad did, but it, it also is in the fact that people's opinions are going to be very subjective, right? Someone, and it goes with any kind of music, right? Something I love, you may think is crap, and something you love, your dad may think sounds like crap, and... So there's going to be people that love what you're doing, then there's going to be people that don't. And there could be a bad review. There could be a fan that says they don't like you. Um, it, it's kind of the same idea of question. Like, how did that? How would that affect you, Jordan? How would you feel, Gibby, if you saw someone write a scathing review on, on Jordan? Well, let's start with you, Gibby. Yeah, we, you know what? Uh, naturally, she, I think I said many times tonight, you know, she's my daughter, so I'm, I'm mm -hmm. very protective of that. Uh, and... But I, but I also, uh, you know, my job for the last 40 years, I also understand that things are said that, you know, so much of it's crap anyway, you know, uh, that, so it's just, so I don't, I don't buy it, you know, and, and if I, I can, I can listen to one of her songs and, uh, you know, I, I, I like naturally there's some songs that she, a couple that she's written that I'm not a big fan of, but the majority of them I, I like, but. You know, I'm objective too. It doesn't. It's not going to do. I, and I try. I voice my opinion to her because I don't think it's going to do any good to sugarcoat it. And uh, because you know, I do. Ha I, I do listen to a lot of music, but 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 I know. You know, I know she. She's tough. She can handle herself. Uh, it's that's not easy. I mean, because she's still young. Uh, and nobody nobody likes rejection. Nobody likes to be booed. And all. But in the music world, I mean, people go people go to watch it because they because they want to cheer you. You know, the sports world. They yeah. they, they want sometimes they want to go to. Of course, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, I don't think I've ever been to a concert where they start booing. Let's, you know, they, oh, I have. They walk off stage or something. Have you? Was it your own? Were you playing? No, uh, no, no. But I have seen I've seen opening acts get booed off the stage while the oh, yeah? you know waiting for the the headliners to come on. I've seen that a couple of times. Well, yeah, well, yeah, cause it, yeah. I got you. you know, it's, fun. it's funny. Quick story: We we're, we're down at that, that, that Houston gig that Jordan and her band were doing, and in, in the. the that's my, my fiance at the time. And some, a lot of her family came out and she's got this aunt and who's, who's brash. She's, she's, uh, she's, she's the one that came to our wedding. So we're sitting at the table and, and this, this girl's playing before George band goes on there. And, and uh, she's going, who is this? Get this girl off here. Let's see the bear. And, and, and when it, that, at that time, there weren't many people in there. So I'm thinking, gosh, she's got to be able to hear this. So I'm thinking that poor girl, and she wasn't bad either, you know, but she's, <laughs> that's hey, you know what that's just life man some people want to bitch and moan and complain about things some don't you know but in the end if they pay you and they they uh and they <laughs> you, you entertain them and they keep showing up you know things aren't all bad how about you jordan yeah i mean i hope that we reach the level of success where people know about us where they will be hating on us <laughs> that's the dream <laughs> It doesn't really happen right now because, you know, we're still trying to work our way up. Um, so, I mean, hey, if you get haters, that means you're 
you're doing something right because people are talking about you one way or another you're you're getting in there and your music's being heard um what's that old famous saying jordy nobody ever kicks a dead dog right exactly exactly (laughs) hey i'm saying hey hey, barry hey barry time real quick because hey their show has got i mean because i it's been a long gap this this last one i saw I mean, this show has really come together. So, so it's, like, it's like you're seeing a, a, a good a good show, you know? Mm-hmm. Not just like a little small pub. You know, the, the mm-hmm. George is talking or whatever they're doing in between songs or, you know, one song goes right into the other. I'm going, damn, because I, I was impressed, you know? Because I, th- I gave her my two cents about, you know, I say, hey, Jordan, you know, if you can, if you can play that song, why don't, you, why don't you say this or that before or, or a little something similar to that? And you know, she, yeah, she goes, and she's good. George is very polite. Very respectful. And says, yeah, okay, okay, whatever. It doesn't mean she always does it, but I, but the way the show came together, I thought, man, she's been doing this for years, and it was it was really impressive. She's she's finally listening to me. <laughs> it only took twenty eight <laughs> years, right? <laughs> Have you been using COVID, Jordan, to 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 work on your live performances and get some special stuff ready for the hopeful time in the future when we can get up on that stage? Yeah, we've definitely been taking advantage of the time, which has been our big goal right now. Um, now that we released the EP, we really want to start writing an album and maybe working with a producer up in Nashville or here in Austin. We're kind of in the researching um, phase, but we've been writing a lot, which has been good. Um, we we have been, it's so this new band I'm with, the Barons. Um, when I played up in Toronto, I was with another band, and we did mostly covers and stuff. And um, I don't know; it's been really refreshing with this band because we've really tried to make it a show and establish ourselves, like as a as as an original act, and you know, been working on our transitions and um, switching from one song to the next, and. Um, allowing for some cool jam parts and um i don't know i feel like we're finally solidifying like a show show and um so i think that's what my dad was talking about it's been a while since you've seen us actually play out so yeah we've been in the rehearsal space we have a little place that we rent out in austin um so yeah so that's been the upside of this we've gotten really tight we've got those transitions ironed out and some songs um songs that are ready to be demoed and you know hopefully recorded in the next couple months so try to make the most of it but i i my favorite thing is playing live like i feel like you can't beat that <laughs> in person energy and connection so I, I can't wait for that to start up again gibby you've been a, a manager of a baseball team you ever thought of being a manager of a of a country band because the way you're sitting like you, you got that total you don't look like a baseball guy anymore you look like a one of those slimy music agent manager kind of guys that is like, <laughs> I'll get you a good gig. I'll get you the gig, right? I mean, I mean like, the, like the one from, uh, what was that movie? Uh, Freddie Mercury movie. Uh, oh, yes, exactly. Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian, yes. Yeah, yeah, what a great show. But who's the guy, uh, the famous comedian that played the... Uh, Mike oh, Myers. Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah Mike yeah. Myers. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, That's I, I could be Mike Myers. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I, I'd re- no I, I sit in the background. I, th- I throw grenades now, you know. Yeah. I sit there and throw two cents out there. Don't have to 
be accountable for anything. What if you? What if he will? I will say he has. He's like our roadie. He'll he'll carry gear in. He'll help. He'll you know. Must take be, two hours for him to carry an amp. Oh, uh, that's not true, big boy. I'm a little bit. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Oh, look Forget? at you. He's been working yeah, out. That's right. It's it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell by your half lying down position, but you do. You look like you've. Uh, You've got yourself. Well, I'm getting in, tired, man. How long is this interview going? I'm well, getting a little tired. We're, we're almost done, and you haven't had, had to move. You're just lying <laughs> down. What? You're just lying. You want to go get a fresh drink or something like that? You know when we uh, we did this with Jason Grilly a couple of weeks ago, and he took us for a. Oh, you did? We, yeah, he took us through yeah. for a video tour of it, the new farm that he bought, and he's recently. Where at? Uh, in uh, Pennsylvania. Pit, yeah, in Pittsburgh. Really? So uh, oh, yeah, really? yeah, he's recently divorced. So he ends up buying this big property, and he's like got all these, you know, he's thinking of putting a baseball diamond out there. And you know, one of these days, you know, what we need to do, Gibby, we need to get your former players on this show with you. You know what I mean? Like we get Gibby, I would love to. Gibby, I would love to. maybe one week we get Gibby and uh, Shea Hillenbrand, for example. You know, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I got before we wrapped up, I do gotta ask you baseball. No, in all serious all seriousness, that would be fun. Don't that be cool? Put, put two or three, four guys together once. G- g- gabbing in, with Gibby, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think, I think that's something to shoot for in the new year. Yeah. Yeah, what hey, the heck? Uh, one one quick little baseball question, Gibby. I mean, uh, I, I know that what the Blue Jays have on the field right now. A big chunk of it wasn't there when you were there, and all the players that were on the roster are gone. But you've seen some of these young kids, whether it be a, a Rowdy Tellez or whomever, when you were there, uh, and, and Vladimir Guerrero, and you know, what in Bo Bichette. When you see these kids progressing the way they are, uh, do you still kind of feel a little bit of, you know, your heart still kind of with this organization, and you kind of proud to see these young kids progressing the way they have? Oh yeah, I'm, hey, I'm excited. You know, I'm a Blue Jay. You know, I, I was there a long time, man. And uh, the the fact that I'm, you know, I'm not employed by him anymore doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean I can't don't care about, you know, what, what's going on. And like you said, the the, the players, I, you know, I, I don't know a lot of them, but I do know a few of them. Uh, you know, Bichette and 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 Blatty, You know, they came over to spring training. I got to know them a little bit and uh, Biggio. Uh, but Telez Rowdy came up, uh, you know, his first September. Yeah, I remember that. When yeah. I was still managing there, right? And uh, and I love the guy. I love the guy from day one. I, this guy's going to be a heck of a hitter. Uh, I just hope they just leave him alone, throw him out there, let him play. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll figure it out. He's got he's got that little something different, at least in my opinion. You know, and, and I've seen a lot of guys, but the, I could be totally wrong. But the guy's got he's. He's got a chance to be really good. Now he's he's still learning the game, you know. He's uh, he's got to mature. He's whatever, uh, he, but he's like all young kids, you know. With his Vladdy, those guys, are, um, what you have to be careful with, with is you know when they do too well too soon, you sometimes forget that you know what they're still going to struggle because I mean it's it's not that easy, and there's still that you know that that two three year period where they they're figuring it out, and the the good ones will survive and move on. The, then there'd be a bunch that won't. So I think we. But I'm rooting for him. We all saw that. Uh, I think when when JP Aaron Sebia first got his call up, right, and he had this incredible debut, and then all of a sudden the expectations get so high on these kids that they can't live up to what they did at the beginning, right? You see pitchers come out of the gate with these incredible starts to their careers, and all of a sudden they're expected to be at this level, 
and they don't have a chance to to kind of blossom into it. No, you're right. I mean, that's why you got to admire these guys that have long major league careers. You know, there's a lot of you know a lot of guys will have short ones, whether it's injuries or burnout or they get figured out or they maybe that's you know not what everybody expected. But the guys that do it year after year for an uh, extended period of time, you know, you got you got to admire them. No, because it's it's not that easy to do, and, and uh, um, that's why you know guys guys who play in the big leagues and do it for a while, you know they're good. I mean they're they're better than everybody else. You know, and there's it's like it's like any profession. There's something that separates these guys, and a lot a lot of times it's what's up here. You know, team can be like you know in, in Jordan's in, in the music music business. You guys are musicians. That, you know, you got to be mentally tough. Of course. Uh, yeah, and you know, you, and you got to believe you're good. You got you got to be confident. You got to you know it's no different than you know hitting a baseball a lot. I mean, it's something different. But you know, if if you uh, can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Is, it, is that a new one? <laughs> no, I think we've heard that one before. <laughs> uh, Jordan, before we wrap up, give our listeners and viewers an opportunity to know where they can pick up your new EP and get in a plug for your social media for your your band. <laughs> Yeah, so if you're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, if you follow at the Barons, it's B-A-R-R-E-N-S, band, um, that's where you can find all of our information. We're under the Barons on Spotify. Um, yeah, check us out. Give us a follow. We'd love to um, see you on there. And Gibby, here's the idea I have. One, I'm going to get sometime in the next, in the new year, I'm going to get a player on that you've managed before. And I won't let them know that you're going to join the conversation. And we'll be chatting and we'll say, hey, we've got somebody here that wants to say hello. And boom, we pop you in and you, you know. Shot. Perfect. Perfect. You're perfect. Just <laughs> just let me know who it is. Yeah. Just let me know. Yeah, we'll have to make sure it's somebody that you actually like and get along with, right? No. No, 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 no man. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Gibby and Gibby, uh, have a very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All the best. And, man, oh, man, we uh, we hope we can actually see you in person at some point again when this world gets back to normal, okay? We hope so, too. Tom, good meeting you. Welcome aboard. It's great meeting you. Thank you so yeah, much, guys. Thanks for chatting. So, always so much fun talking with you guys. Nice to meet you, Tom. There is Jordan and John Gibbons, and uh, very, uh, very enlightening and very interesting conversation, Thomas. That was so much fun. I, I can't even tell you. I was really nervous going into it. Um, obviously i just had surgery i was it was the end of the day i was tired and i was sore and i was worried that i was going to get all jumbled up and forget my words and and it really like i can't tell you how much i enjoyed his post-game interviews and he's the only manager yeah. i've ever said that about yeah so no so it's it's so true i I, so true. I couldn't wait to have a talk with him like that and, and I, i'm oh, super was... happy with that one and uh, we've got a lot of video of this conversation as well, so just keep your eyes open. Of course, uh, Out of the Park members will uh, receive more video than anyone else. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that right now. So uh, if you would like to become an OTP member, go to patreon.com, click become a member. you got to search for Out of the Park first. Pa uh, anyway, patreon.com so <laughs> slash Out of the Park. There you go. Uh, this will be our last show until after Christmas. So there will not be an Out of the Park next Sunday. But uh, we encourage you, if you are new to the program, uh, there are hundreds, and I mean hundreds, of great shows on there for you to uh, have a listen to. So uh, catch yourself up. 
during the holidays. And we'll be back after Christmas yep. with uh, an even bigger star-studded lineup for you here on Out of the Park. Uh, Tom, uh, to you and yours, a very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And hopefully uh, 2021 will be a time when uh, we can see you. Although we're going to talk before New Year's, so exactly. we'll forget all that uh, best of year-end thing. Just Merry Christmas to you. I'll okay? talk to you soon, and I hope to see you even soon. All right. And speaking of love, Gibby's in love. Makes you just want to fall in love. It makes you want to look at, you know, one of your best friends and say, Tom, who's my best friend? <laughs> love you, man. Merry Christmas, Tom. Merry Christmas, Barry. You've been listening to Out of the Park with Barry Davis. Thanks for joining us. Get home safely and see you next time.